It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Salutations, everyone. It's Rich Wilson. Today is still the 17th of December. It's about 4.25 in the evening now. And I'm here, as always, with my good buddy, Mr. Tim McLeod. Timmy, not a lot of chit-chatting. We're just going to get right into your first base rankings. Are you good with that? Pitter-patter. Let's get at her. Okay, (laughs) pitter-patter. So one of the things when you were were talking about your draft we did not touch on was how you handled first base. I distinctly decided not to ask you that because I wanted to ask you that question when we got to your first base rankings. First of all, I encourage everybody to take a look at them. They're outstanding, Timmy, in terms of the work that you've done here. Uh, So, but what... What did you think when you were going through the draft about first base? And then as you were ranking these players, I mean, what was your general belief in terms of going through a draft? Should you get them early? Should you get them late? What's, what do you think? I think, I think you've got, I think the world is at your feet. You make the decision. If you go early, there's great choices at the top that will provide you with elite level skills. You get into the mid tier and there's plenty of really good mid tier options uh, even towards the bottom end, you know, you're looking at players like Andrew Vaughn, Reese Hoskins, Josh Bell, Jose Abreu, Anthony Rizzo, you know, in the 20 to 30 range. So you can basically plot your path, determine how you want to handle it, and then execute accordingly. Plod uh, your pan, plan. That's interesting. Yeah. I've never quite heard it that way. <laughs> yeah, the options, the sky's the limit, the options are yours. You know, come up with some way based on your draft slot. Hey, if you if you get a Freddie Freeman or a Matt Olson or a Bryce Harper, yeah, you got an elite level player. You, you know, then <clears throat> then you can look at then you can look at the you know the Brandon Drury's and Hoskins and Andrew. You can look at them. You know, later on in the draft, if you if you don't get an elite level first, well, maybe you want to go with the, the mid tier and a. A Cassis or a Spencer Torkelson or Spencer Steer, Josh so, Neal. So, so where, where, do, where, does, where does the elite first baseman end? The elite first baseman ends for me at number four. So that would include Pete Alonzo. That's correct. But it does not include Junior, Vlad Junior. No, I... 
hey, I know the pitcher is up all over the internet. He's in great shape. He's looking oh, like a million is bucks. He? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's, yeah, there's a pitcher that went up today. Okay. He's looking chiseled. It's, uh, it, yeah. yeah, he's looking good. But I, good. Uh, good. I hope you know, he is. I, I'm not going to be. I hope he is, too, because he's had two relatively disappointing years after that big season he had in uh, in 21. So for me, that would be the. That, Alonzo would be the cutoff point. Uh, after that, your mid-tier runs down. Is Alonzo elite? It runs down. Why is Alonzo elite? Because I think... He hit 217 last year. That's right, he did. But he also had 46 home runs. He's hit mm-hmm. 53 home runs. I think of the group at first base, if you're looking for pure raw power, I think... I think it's pretty tough to to say that he is not going to be one of the top five slugging players. You know, home runs, RBIs, they're going to be there. Okay, yeah, it comes with a bit of a price in batting average. But, you know, if, if you said, if, if you asked me, who's going to hit 40-plus home runs mm-hmm. next year? Okay, yeah, Pete Alonso is going to be on the list. I don't even have to think about that. It, yeah, he's there. Simple as that. So you can argue, Timmy, that his 205 Babbitt is going to correct and he's going to pit better than 217. Mm. I mean, not sure where the 205 Babbitt mm. came from. He's never, he's not fast, so he mm. doesn't ha- have a high Babbitt, but it looks like it averages mm. 260. So if it just comes up 50 points, he's yeah. hitting 260 and he is, we're not having this discussion about yeah. is he elite or not. Yeah, I'm I'm calling him elite because he's one of a handful that's going to hit for that power. The home runs and RBIs, I think you put that in the bank. And you hope for better days as far as the batting average. Uh, you know, hey, when you got a guy that's going to be top three, four, five in power numbers, yeah, yeah, he's... Yeah, I just, I just that, looking at... That's I'm elite. Just, I'm just reading the or, data, Timmy. You can tell me mm-hmm. I'm, I'm nuts. Um I no, see Pete Alonso is 29, I don't know if it's his 29th season or it's his 30th season. Looks like it's, it's his 29th season coming up. Um, his average exit velocity is 55th percentile, 89.5. He gets most of his power with huge launch. A guy his size, this is just me speaking, a guy his size getting to his age 30 coming into 2025-26, that's the guy that could drop off in a hurry. So uh, in dynasty leagues, I just would just have that in the back of your mind. If somebody offers you the sun and the moon for Pete Alonzo, I don't know. Might want to think about it. Yeah. I, again, it would, I might have to take a look at my team, but I, again, I, I think he's going to hit 40 home runs and I think he's going to drive in a hundred plus RBIs. I think he will. I think he will this season. I think he'll hit better. But I'm thinking two or three years down the road, particularly if he, he tries to sign that big eight-year contract. I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, that's, that's the kind of player that worries Yeah. Me. Yes, I would be worried as well. I yep. agree. The rankings, Timmy. Freddie Freeman won. Yes. And it looks like it is, I mean, I, I'm assuming that that's chalk with the NFBC. Matt Olson, two. Bryce yeah. Harper, three. Pete yeah. Alonso four, Vlad Junior five. Right. Any any thought about putting Matt Olson in front of Freddie Freeman? 
no. Was it the stolen no, bases that pushed him up? Uh, 23 of the 24 in the stolen base category. Yeah, it, look at the OPS. Look at the runs scored. What was it, 120-some-odd runs scored? Uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, Freddie Freeman is one of the one of the best players in the game. He's going off the board with an ADP of eight ninety four. Okay, eight point nine four. Yeah, he's, he's a top ten player. Uh, hey, I, I like Olson. Uh, I don't like Olson as much as Freddie Freeman. Not the, the whole package. And hey, Bryce Bryce Harper. I've moved ahead. Uh, no, I shouldn't say that. I've I've flipped spots with. Uh, Harper with Olson. I've got, I've got Olson at number two. Harper. They're, they're going to go within a couple spots of each other. And they you've do got 15, you've got Olson too. Harper three. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and and, and the MVC has them switched, but it's one seventeen eighty nine and one's fifteen seventy eight. So I mean, they're basically yeah. going side the same to side. Spot. Yeah. Same yeah. Spot. Exactly. Yeah. We I don't think to... Matt Olson's going to hit fifty plus home runs, but I think he's going to hit forty. Score a pile of runs and drive in a pile of runs. Yeah, he's a great ball player on a I good like, team. I totally agree. I like Matt Olson a lot. I like him. Yeah. Eight ninety four is a little rich for me with Freddie Freeman. That's that's that my only my only comment there. I mean, they, obviously he's going to score a lot of runs and hit a, hit a lot of guys in just because he plays on a, a incredibly great team, but mm-hmm. uh, particularly at the top of the lineup, so which is where he's going to hit. Yeah, you know the the only problem I have with your chart now. Is it cuts off my narrative? How do I get my my full narrative over on this chart, or do I? Is there a way? What do you mean? You just scroll over to it. Oh, I see. You can just scroll all the way over, and the whole thing comes out. Scroll to the right. Scroll to the right. All right. What I will do is I'll make sure I'm I scrolling do it. to. Uh, oh, the far right. There we yeah. go. Okay. I will. I will word wrap uh, your. Uh, your column J so that everything shows up. So you could do that as well. If you cover over column J, you hit a right click and you hit, uh, no, we won't do that. It'll take too long. Anyway. And I'll, I'll destroy your document, the process. I I have a history right now. (laughs) All right. Let's go to six through 10. You've got uh, Cody Bellinger, Christian Walker, Spencer Torkelson, Tristan Cassis, and Paul Goldschmidt. Tim does not like Paul Goldschmidt. He's three worse than the NFC is switching places with Spencer Torkelson. Timmy, I hate Cody Bellinger at six. I don't like it, but I can't deny it. Why? It's, well, you know what? Two lousy seasons. He has the one yeah. big season on his walk year. Uh, mm-hmm. Nothing in the data supports the power breakout. I, I don't get it. Would you be surprised if he duplicates what he did last year? Yes. Okay, I Shock. I would I, be shocked if he. Okay, I I'm on the fence. I I think that's where he has to go because of the power speed. Will I be taking him? Probably not. Hey, power speed. The speed at first base is interesting because he he is fast, but average exit velocity twenty second percentile, hard hit rates tenth percentile in the league. Just doesn't hit the ball very hard. I mean, he gets a lot off his launch angle. And it just, I worry about guys like that who uh, have this great season in their walk year, signed the big contract, and then it's, it's, you know, it's back to what he did in 2021 and 22, which was, he was terrible. Yeah, that is entirely possible. Um, I love Spencer Torkelson. I, I love the fact that you pushed him up. The good, good on you. I, I'm assuming you're a big fan because you actually drafted yeah. him. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I'm a big fan of Torkelson. I'm also a big fan of Tristan Casas. You look at what he did in the second half last year. Yeah, I'm aware. Yeah, ooh, that is that's wild, and I think we're going to see more of it this year. And hey, Paul Goldschmidt, you know, hey, he didn't have a great year. He's closing in on 37 next year. He had the lowest OPS since his sophomore campaign in 2012, 11 years back. I I don't know if we're going to see a bounce back at 37. I'm not overly bullish on Paul Goldschmidt this year. I think he's going to be a good player. But if you're talking picking him 6th, 7th, I would rather have, and I've got them ranked that way, I'd rather have Walker, Torkelson, and Cassis than Goldschmidt heading into next year. Uh, Walker, well, I, I've never been a huge fan of Walker, but Torkelson, Cassis for sure. I agree. I mean, Paul Goldschmidt, as you said, is 37 years old, Tim. Yeah, at some point in time. You know, the, the clock's ticking. You know, mm-hmm. when you look at Walker, though, the one thing that I find, found very interesting that I wasn't aware of was that at first base, he finished third in home runs with 33. Third in RBIs with 103. And I noted that maybe having Corbin Carroll in that lineup helps. Uh, yeah, I, I think it helps everybody. That's <laughs> a good, pretty good player. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, and that's why I have Walker maybe a little bit higher than. Well, the than NBC, others. NBC's got him at. Uh, he's being drafted. Uh, it's chalk. He's going. No, it's Cody Bellinger. He's just one, one above where he's going. So that's not bad. He really jumped up from last year. He was tenth, um, and now he is uh, obviously seventh on your list. Interesting that Cody, oh, Cody Bellinger nor Bryce Harper were first base eligible last year. So that's again, both of those players have added depth to the first base rank. And then all of a sudden you get Spencer Torkelson from twenty six to nine, and Tristan Cassis from nineteen last year to eight. This is yeah. why first base got deep all of a sudden. Yanny right. Diaz at 11, who was, wasn't first base eligible last year, neither was Spencer Steer, and that's just making it deeper, Tim. Well, yeah, and Bryce Harper uh, is not outfield eligible this year. No. Hence, hence we lose an elite bat out of that uh, outfield pool. Totally agree. Totally agree. Timmy, let's take a break, come back and do 11 through 20 and see what's in the second half here. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Tim, if it was a uh, who's first and the largest biceps, uh, no mm-hmm. offense to Pete Alonso, Yandy Diaz would win that going away. Uh, <laughs> Google chiseled, his picture comes up. <laughs> yeah, right. Yandy Diaz, uh, a nice little player, Spencer Steer, yeah. Josh Naylor. Uh, you like Yandy Diaz a little bit more than where he's going in the NFC. Spencer Steer a little less. Uh, Isak Paredes comes in at number 14. And Alec Baum, who has now moved over from third and is playing first. So, again, another guy that's added depth to this position. Spencer Steer, how much are we buying into what he did last year? Uh, a lot. 
what is what is sweet is the fact that he's for this year he's got first base, third base, and outfield eligibility. He had twenty three home runs, drove in eighty six, stole fifteen bases. Do you know? Do you know? <laughs> do you know what the deal was? Uh, he was in the twin system. You know how he ended up being a, a red. Do you, do you remember that trade? I do not. Uh, Spencer Steer and some other dude. What's his CES got traded to the Reds. Kristen and Carnassian uh, Strand. Yes, got traded to the Reds for Tyler Mealy. Oh, well, yeah, well, let me tell you, Maley's a pretty good pitcher, too, and it, it, sometimes the trades don't, on, on paper, they look like they're going to work, and then they don't. Yeah, I think the Twins are regretting that one right about now. Yeah, well, that's too good. But, you know, telling Maley was a good pitcher. Unfortunately, he had Tommy John surgery as well. Yep. They didn't get all the use of him, mm-hmm. but it, it just didn't work out, Tim. Yeah, it just didn't work out, but it sure worked out for the Reds. I, I like Spencer Steer. Uh okay. Yeah, I think he's again. I he's going to be when you look at next year. He won't be on the list. I don't. He won't have first base eligibility. Alec Bohm won't have first base eligibility. Sal Perez probably won't. There's a lot of people on this list that will not have first base eligibility heading into 2025. But Isak Paredes, Tim, you talk about mm. uh, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. You're not going to fool me the third time. So you're exactly. buying it, you're buying into what Isak Paredes did last season. Yeah, I am. Uh, how, hey, you know, he, yeah, you can say he struck out too much and he did this, did it, but come on, he said, you know, he, he had 20 home runs. We so said there's no way he repeats it, right? Mm-hmm. So what does he do? He goes out and hits 31, drives in 98, scores 71. Like I'm, I think you have to believe right now. And in, in light of the fact that he has multiple position eligibility, that even enhances his value. So he's 24 years old. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm believing. I'm yeah, a convert. I think he's a leverage guy, right? So doesn't hit mm-hmm. the ball very hard at all. Six percentile in hard hit rates. Six. Mm-hmm. That's zero six. And a 22-degree mm-hmm. launch angle. So that's where he's getting all of his – his power from he is a uh, he's never struck out a lot so he's a contact hitter that's mm-hmm. added leverage to get to his power and we'll see Timmy he's young I I don't know I, yeah. I I can't buy the thirty home runs can I buy the twenty Yeah I can't buy the thirty Okay no that's that's fair enough I'm hey I'm 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 buying in as a mid tier type first baseman. Yeah, I, I bought into him last year, as you know, big time because they, I think he was going in the 30s. <laughs> so, well, yeah. you had him ranked 39. Yeah, so eight. yeah, but but at 12, yeah. the, the 12th round, yeah, that's a little that's a little too rich for me this year. Alec Bohm. Okay. Do you like Alec Bohm? Yeah. Yeah, I like Alec Bohm a lot. I've got him on one or two teams heading into this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he finished three what three RBIs again to the hundred mark. Hit 20 home runs. For this year, you got you got first and third covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're looking at a low twenties, ninety plus type RBI bat in, in Philadelphia. Sixteen. Yeah, that, that's worthy. That's worthy of a of a, a mid level uh, first base ranking. Sixteen through twenty is Sal Perez, followed by Vinny Pasquantino. Uh, 
he actually played part of the season last year, which I, I people don't remember, don't freak, don't remember that. But he actually played for a little while, and then CES Christian and Carnassian Strand, Nate Lowe, who is chalked with the NFC. I'm surprised he's going that late, and Andrew Vaughn coming in at number twenty. Yeah, it's a good solid. It's a good solid group. You know, Sal Perez is perfectly boring. Okay, at at number 16 but you know what if you're looking for 2080 at the first base and you manage to with the depth of catcher if you manage to find yourself a couple catchers you're like having that flexibility won't hurt you mm-hmm. you know and he's safe uh pass continue you know, i i could see him rising into the top 10 if we see anything remotely close to what we saw uh in 2022 mm-hmm. the only reason i'm a bit down on strand right now has nothing to do with the skills. It has to do with the fact that they've still got one body too many in that lineup. So you're just a little worried I, that know, they, he, they he gotta, might, they he might lose out on playing time. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, what happens if they don't find a fit to move Jonathan India? You know, yeah. that, that, then be, that then becomes a problem for them. they got to figure some way out. And Nate, Nate Lowe, you know... Yeah, he had himself a, a really good year, except for one thing: his power fell off mm-hmm. from twenty-seven to seventeen uh, home runs. But man, he set a career high in RBIs, runs scored, career high in OBP at three sixty. You know, hey, I'd I'd love to see him boost his home runs back into the into the low to mid twenties. But w- when you're looking at what the the nineteenth. First baseman off the board. That's a good player. There's yep. nothing, nothing wrong with Nate Lowe. Uh, coming in at 21 through 25, Reese Hoskins, Brandon Drury, Josh Bell, Jose Abreu, Justin mm-hmm. Turner. I'll just finish up the last 10 here. Five, excuse mm-hmm. me, Anthony Rizzo, Ryan Montcalso, Jaime or Candelaria, my buddy Kyle Manzardo, and then R- Luke O'Reilly coming at number 30. You like Josh Bell a little bit more, which I'm supportive of. Reese Hoskins, though, Tim. Mm-hmm. If I'm dra- well, you just drafted. Would you consider Reese Hoskins if you have a draft tomorrow? Given the fact that he has not signed anywhere, yeah, he will sign. I'm not. I'm not concerned. And as a full time, full time player, yeah, I he will sign as a, as a full time player. Uh, I'm I'm hearing rumors that Seattle might be interested, and Seattle should be interested. Seattle should be interested in any bats right about now. But you know. He, he, if, Does Reese Hoskins play an outfield position? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 But, you know, his last full season, he had 30 home runs. Drove in mm-hmm. 79, scored 81. The batting average, he, hey, 245, 247, 246 over the past three years. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I, I think he's a 25 to 30 home run type guy context could be anywhere from 75 to 90 RBIs and a batting average that won't hurt you. So, yeah, I, I'm i not concerned about Reese, Reese Hoskins getting a deal. Not at all. It's pretty fascinating to see Jose Abreu, Timmy, just falling off a cliff here. But, I mean, mm-hmm. what he did in April, May, and June was just awful. Well, yeah. I, I Hey, you got to love the lineup. That definite, definitely helps him to get to the 90 RBI mark. But, yeah, he's on the dime, downside of his career. Yeah. But you're looking at, you know, you're looking at what a corner infielder who could hit 15 to 20 homers and drive in 80 to 90 runs. That's, as a corner infielder, that's 
that's not bad. It's just my worry, and I could be completely out the lunch here. He's always been a second half half guy, mm-hmm. but it's it, the second half seems to be starting later and later. <laughs> I'm just worried we're going to get to September, and it's still not the second half yet. If you know what I mean, and it's it, yeah, it, it's some, at some point it's it's all going to be a first half of the year, and I just don't want to. I don't want to have him on my team when that happens. And you don't have to. You have plenty of options. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah. Not Kyle plenty. Manzardo, I wish you would have put him higher, Tim. I love Kyle Manzardo coming into the season. Yeah, and hey, I get that. I just couldn't move him ahead of players that are guaranteed to have full-time jobs. That was that was my concern with Manzardo, Candelario, Mountcastle, Rizzo. They're like they're all they've all got twenty. 20, 80, 20, 90 potential, along with Abreu and Bell. So where where do you realistically put Manzardo into that, that mix? You know, hey, he could be a top top 20, top 15 first baseman next year. That's entirely possible. I just can't, I just can't buy in when there are other options that are guaranteed playing time. Mm-hmm. I I think he I think he plays Tim. This is a guy that I'm betting on the come with. That's just uh, okay. where I'm at this season. So mm-hmm. I will take him as my corner infielder ahead of oh, let's see who else. Um I I love Vinny Pasquantino, so that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But definitely Andrew Vaughn, Reese Hoskins probably. Definitely Anthony Rizzo and and Montcastle and those guys. I I I I, I Anthony Rizzo, I just, I don't know how much he's going to play. I mean, this guy had the concussions at the end of last season, and we saw what happened with Brandon Belt. It's just, you know, just scary kind of stuff, and I don't know. I, I'll take him to yeah. take the upside of Kyle Manzardo of some of those other guys. Perfectly viable play. That's where we get back to my intro where I'm saying pick your path. There are there are lots of options, and there's lots of options late, like, Manzardo is currently sporting what a four hundred five ADP. Yeah, that's, yeah. You want to? Yeah. yeah, Luke Rayleigh four eighty. Ryan Nota's full time first baseman five ninety six. You know, hey, there's lots of options out there. Go with Wilmer Flores. Even later, if you want, you know, they're well. Let's take it crazy. Okay. What happened to Jake? What happened to Jake Cronenworth? Uh, nothing. He's Jake Cronenworth. He was better, though. I mean, since last year was a bit of a bummer. A bit? Yeah, he was <laughs> yeah. really. <laughs> a lot of a bummer. 10 homers, 48 RBIs, and a two twenty nine batting average. Hey, you know what? If you look at Cronenworth, you know, it, in 21, 21 homers, 71 RBIs, and a two sixty six average. That's okay. Batting average, that's okay. In 22, the home runs dropped a little bit. 17, 88 RBIs, they increased. He struck out 131 times. 239 batting average. I I personally think Jake Cronenworth had a couple of good years, and good for Jake Cronenworth. But I think he might have been overrated based on the team concept. Mm-hmm. He has never hit the ball very hard, and looks like he's hitting mm-hmm. it less hard now. Decent mm-hmm. launch angle, but from what I can see, it looks like he's more of a doubles hitter than a power guy. So I think the ten to twelve home ten home runs he hit last season, probably a mm-hmm. ten to twelve home run guy. I'm surprised he's only hitting two twenty nine. Wonder what his Babbitt is. 
His Babbitt is sitting at 267. He's never had a high Babbitt. That's interesting. So he's yeah, got and enough, you're got looking... enough speed. You should be able to. It just the problem is he doesn't hit the ball very hard. So it's a lot of soft, soft grounders. What's his ground ball rate? I bet you it's pretty high. So yeah, he strikes out a lot too. Yeah, eighteen point six percent strikeout rate. That's not too bad. It's definitely better than league average. Okay, eighteen six. I'm looking. Prob- I'm looking at twenty twenty two when he struck out one hundred. Doesn't hit a, hit the balls. He doesn't hit the ball a lot on the ground. He's more of a, actually a line drive hitter. So that feels more like a doubles hitter than me, as opposed to a home run guy. I'm surprised he doesn't. He hasn't posted a better batting average. I think there's some upside there. But I think as a middle as a middle infielder, there's more value than a corner. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's lost yeah. second base eligibility, I believe. So hasn't he, or is he still second base eligible? Uh let's I, just I'll, take a quick check. He is first and second base eligible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's all there in that players tab there, Timmy, on the bottom. You can just go there and. Search them, though. You'll find them all in there. Timmy, let's take a break, get back, and let's pop around and ask you the difficult questions. Poor Brandon Belton. Mm-hmm. Coming in at Tim's rank at 54. It's clearly a mistake. Uh... Where is it do over? I have him? Is, yeah, it, is it over for Brandon Belt? Does he get a job? Uh, I think somebody will sign him to a one-year deal. I don't think it's over, but it's darn close. Darn close. That's a real shame. Joey, Joey Gallo, on the other hand, I think, I'm thinking that one might be over. Really? Is he not signed? No, he's not signed, is he? No, and his ADP seven sixteen. You, you know, I got him at fifty three, and I'm being bold for ahead of the NFC right now. But why? Why would you sign Joey Gallo? You know, I mean, he, yeah, it's it's getting close to the end of the road there. Very. Nolan Shanwell, Timmy. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, he's got a job, but you, I mean, you don't like him. He's being drafted poorly in the NFC. I think it's warranted. Well, yeah, you're looking at a you're looking at a hollow batting average. Yep. That's it. You're looking at batting average. Maybe some runs scored, but hey, there's no power. So, you know, he's playing on a hitting in the leadoff spot. How many RBIs is he going to get driving in the six, seven, eight, nine guys in Anaheim this year? Yeah. Yeah. Not not very no. many. What happened to C.J. Cron? He was uh, he a free got, agent. Yeah, but, he got hurt. He didn't play. He hasn't signed. His numbers are heavily were heavily influenced, I believe, by uh, the park he was in. No. And he's another player that uh, could have difficulty getting a contract. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. Well, you just reviewed all the – is there any spots that are available? I mean, first base slots available for him at a team? Well, hey – Rowdy Tellez got a job, didn't he? Yeah. There's got to be a there's got to be a DH slot available somewhere. Okay, but hey, there's not that many options. There really isn't. Yeah. Very, very, very few. 
Sorry, Timmy. Barring, you, barring injuries. Let's ask, you, let's ask you the tough questions. Which so, player not in the top ten has a chance to emerge their next season? Um, I'm tell you, I'm, let me not look. in the top ten. I got to see. Let me get my answer here first. I know. I I have my answer. Yeah, I, probably the same as mine. Vinny Pascantino. Vinny P. Yep. 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 Yeah, he's he's got. I again, think CES yeah. can as well if if mm-hmm. uh, if the power is what he showed and and he's cut down his strikeout rate. Uh, what he did in the minor leagues kind of carries yeah. forward. We thought that though with MJ Melendez and it didn't work. He's another candidate as well, I think. Yeah, there's anybody from 11 through to early 20s has the potential to end up as a top 10 first baseman. Nathaniel Lowe could end up as a top 10 first baseman. Mm-hmm. All he's got to do is get the power back close to 30 home runs, right? Yeah, yeah. What about, give me a guy that's in the What top. happens if Isaac Brady sits 35 home runs this year and drives yeah. in I'm almost wanting makes, to do a, yeah. a steak and liquor bet on Isaac Brady's, but uh, I'm not going to. It's too hard yeah. to remember. So, <laughs> so I can't, can't. And I don't think Justin keeps track of that stuff anymore, but maybe he should. Yeah. So, uh, all right, give me a, all right. So let's say that uh, one of Vinny P, CES, or Nate Lowe comes into the top 10. Who yeah. drops out of the top 10? Ah, uh, Cody Ballinger. Ah, good Paul man. Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah, Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah, that's 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 a gimme right there. There's the there's the two that I would pick uh, falling out of the top ten: Bellinger and uh, Goldschmidt. Give, give me a surprise. A surprise. Give me uh, maybe not out of the top ten, but it's not going to have the kind of season that you that people think he's going to have. Uh, Yandy Diaz came out of nowhere and hit a lot of home runs last year. Something he's never done prior to last year. I don't think Yandy Diaz will have a disappointing season in that I think he's going to give you the OBP, the batting average. But some would consider him a disappointment if he only hit 12 home runs last year, next year. Mm-hmm. Okay, people I think are going to expect him to build on the 20-plus home runs, and it's a new norm. But I don't think you can call that one a, a, a gimme. I like Yandy Diaz, and I think he will return value, you know, as down to as low as 10, 12 home runs. But it might not be the value that people are expecting. I, I think the big disappointment is going to be Paul Goldschmidt. That's, that's my... That's my my opinion on that and hey the Reds got to do something about Jonathan India they got to find a spot in the lineup every day for CES they have to I think but again right now they haven't and until they do you know hey I think you have to be very cognizant of that fact I'm going to step out on a limb Tim okay you ready you're yeah, probably not going to. You're probably not going to want to step out on the limb with me. Mm-hmm. Freddie Freeman will not be the number one first baseman this time next year. I Possible. think his 2024 season will look more like his 2022 season, where okay. it's more 18 to 22 home run pop and yeah. mid-teens stolen bases, 
I think he's going to hit. Uh, there's uh, everything yeah. looks like he's still going to hit. But yeah. this is a guy that's going into his thirty thirty fourth year. And look, Paul Goldschmidt looked great <laughs> until he didn't. And yep. uh, I, that's what bothers me about Freddie Freeman taking him with in the first round when Juan Soto and some of those other guys, even mm-hmm. even one of the elite pitchers, are going after him. It's just mm-hmm. like. Mm, I, I, that's my concern, Tim. Yeah, and you know what? If you look at if you look at twenty twenty two, right? Mm-hmm. That's the season I'm assuming you're looking at. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the twenty one home runs versus twenty nine. That makes a bit of a difference. But you look at the batting average three twenty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The OBP four oh seven. He scored one hundred and seventeen runs, and the addition mm-hmm. of Otani isn't going to help. Isn't going to hurt him in the run scored. Yeah, I could see where. I can see where there's a possibility that Freddie Freeman is not the number one first baseman in baseball next year. But I think he's a lock to be in the top five. I think he's a lock to be four, five. I don't yeah. know if he's a lock to be one, two, three. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Freddie Freeman, Tim, last year you had him ranked number three. Yeah. Uh, behind Vlad Jr. and Pete Alonzo. It went, Pete Alon- it went Vlad Jr., Pete Alonzo. Freddie Freeman, Matt Olson, and who was five? And Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah. And Paul Goldschmidt's now sitting at ten, and Tim is thinking he's not going to make his mm-hmm. your top ten next season. Yeah. I think we're going to. To me, I would not at all be surprised if we see him drop the four next season, <laughs> drop the seven, eight the following season, and then be on a a uh, Paul Goldschmidt decline. Yeah, I I think that's I think that's possible. Uh, you could look at Vlad Guerrero and you could say I'm being overly pessimistic. But we've had two years where he's been very good, but not great. Vladdy, hey, we saw we all saw the All-Star game, didn't we? we yeah. All the, yeah, home run derby, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. He's still, as, as I said in my notes, he's still a very good player. But are the high hopes and anticipation we had after that monster 2021 season, are they, are they fading? Well, I think they have to fade somewhat. But at the same point in time, Vlad Jr. could hit 40 home runs, drive in 120, and post a 385 OBP. I could be a monster. Be, I might be oversimplifying. I think it's gonna. It's all about conditioning. He comes in in good condition, stays healthy. He has a chance to be a great player. If yeah. he doesn't, I, I, I don't know. That's yeah. what I worry about the guy. So Which a, is why I've got Alonzo, Harper, Olsen, and Freeman ahead of him. Simply because I, I think we can bank on those four doing certain things. I'm going to totally agree with you there. I totally agree with you. I, I think Freddie Freeman's locked for a top five guy. I think Bryce Harper might. If you tell me he's the number one guy, I wouldn't be at all surprised. That guy's Neither really good. Yeah. Matt Olsen, you know, that's, that's a really good baseball player. Pete Alonzo, I do worry about that power and the size of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Spencer Torkelson, Tristan Cassis, uh, those guys are uh, Vinny Vinny P. Those are the guys that are going to be on the come. Yep, I totally agree. But you know, you look at first base. There's a lot of talent there. There is a lot of talent sitting there, and and you can hey you can you can bypass that top five, six, seven mm-hmm. if you want to, and head into seven through 15 as your number one at first base and build on, you know, build on two uh, corner infields from this group in the seven to 20 range and have a very, very good team. Very totally good. agree. The one guy I will not have on my team is Paul Goldschmidt. I mean, there's always a chance to no. I me. Mean, he bounces back, but 
there is. Man, it's just, I mean, he is, he is what, 37? Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, so, he'll be 37 next September, yeah. Oh, he's, so he's in his 36th season. Let's see. Let's yeah. see what the data says. I haven't looked at Paul Goldschmidt's data. Yeah. Goldschmidt here. Uh, tell me, I, I said, oh, I got it up real quick here. Uh, oh, he still hits the ball really hard, though. Wow. Yeah. The speed's gone. Still hits the ball hard, Tim. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I maybe I spoke too soon. Well, you got to be prepared to take him in the uh, early part of the sixth round if you want him. Yeah. I think I will take uh, Isaac Perezis in the 12th round. Okay. And so be happier. Okay. All right. Uh, Okay, this is enough about the Isak Paredes line. All right, All right. <laughs> I, so, that was coming. All right, here we go. That's that's called the beat and switch maneuver. I will cloud. take Paul Goldschmidt. <laughs> yes. finishes higher on the first base rankings than Isak Paredes does. Uh, that's pretty one sided on your case, based on everything that's there. But you know what? I'm going to take you, I'm going to take you up on that one. Well, you're, you're talking about Isak. So, yeah, do, do I got to put my money. I got to. I got to put my money where my mouth is. Yeah. yeah uh, let's take. Let's take stolen bases out of the equation. Okay? All right. So Just, we got. Yeah, because you're right. Because Paul Goldschmidt is seventy nine eighty p, and Isak mm. Paredes is one seventy nine. That's not fair. So, yeah. well, give me. Yeah. Get, what What do you? What, what stat line do you want to use? Uh, how about Isak Paredes produces to. Better than 80% of what Paul Goldschmidt does in every category except stolen bases. Wow. He's more than double the ADP. All right, so, so, all right, so make sure I understand. Let's okay. say Paul Goldschmidt hits 20 home runs. Isak right. Paredes has got to hit 16. If he hits yes. 17, he wins that category. Right, yeah, 80%. Oh. Okay, so and the, that 80%, this is really complicated. So home runs, batting average, RBI, and, and runs scored. Yeah. Got it. So just to, to be clear, if Paul Goldschmidt hits, has 100 runs scored, Isak Paredes has got to have 80, 81 to, to win. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll so those, are, those will be the four. Mm-hmm. And I guess if they split two to two, then – then it's a push. All right. I win. Then I win because I had the poor player. <laughs> I went back. Okay. I took the risk. Oh, sorry. No, that that that's a push. Yes. He's like Paredes. His name has come up too much. So uh, okay, uh, Timmy, give me a sleeper or two. Paredes uh, is clearly one of them. No, I've got him too high on my list to be a sleeper. Uh, you want to go sleepers? You know, Brian Noda. Way, way down. He's going 42nd off the board now. I got him at 31. He's going to hit in the leadoff spot. It's Oakland. They suck. But Ryan Noda could hit 20 home runs, score 80, 85, and be a, be a nice little option. He'd be, hey, I'm relatively certain he'll make my waiver wire at some point in time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Will, I, Wilmer, Wilmer Flores. I like you, Ryan Noda and excuse me. I like Ryan Noda and yeah. draft and hold leagues. I absolutely mm-hmm. do because he's going around forty. Please. Yeah. Would you be shocked if Rowdy Tellez hit thirty plus home runs going out of the forty fifth uh, spot in NFBC drafts? Uh, who's he playing for? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah. I, I have no idea, Tim. Yeah. It's Pittsburgh. 
Yeah, but, but I'm he could say, hit 30 I'm home runs. Take, he has uh, I thought you said 45. How many home runs <laughs> do you think he's going to hit? I, I think he could hit 30 in Pittsburgh. Um. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, if you think he's going to. That's, that's yeah. definitely a sleeper because yeah. he's going in the forty-second round. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know who had a really good year last year, but he he's a free agent right now, and I don't know what's going to happen with 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 this player. I I have no ideas whatsoever. But Carlos Santana had a really nice year last year. I yeah, didn't he had follow tw- him at all. He hit 23 home runs. He drove in 86, scored 78, stole half a dozen bases. Uh, Carlos Santana stole a half a dozen bases? Yeah, six wow. bases. Jeez. But 23 home runs, 86 RBIs. You know, hey, if somebody if somebody gives Carlos Santana a job, you could get 2080 out of him next year. And look where he's going. Yeah, yeah, he's going really late. But he doesn't have a job, right? Well, he doesn't have a job right now. But, I mean, there's lots of options one can gamble on. Hey, the Cubs could give the job to Matt Mervis. And he could hit 30 home runs, couldn't he? No, I don't he think cannot. I'm going, I, he's, there's real serious platoon splits there. So I'm going to say yeah. no. I'm going to say you've gone round the bend, McLeod, on that one. <laughs> you went too far. <laughs> I've gone you're, around the bend and hit the bush. <laughs> it was all over. <laughs> I'm just taking a look at Carlos Santana might have been the smartest business baseball player we've had in a long time because if I recall, he's made a lot of money. Yeah, he's had himself a nice career. Yeah, he, remember he would always sign early? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Take oh, care of it and play baseball and yeah. get paid a reasonable amount of money for his services. He had a big contract, I think, at one point in time with maybe Cleveland. Or one uh, of the... So we're going to take a break, Tim, and come back for our final segment. And uh, I'm going to ask you how much money, without you looking, has Carlos okay. Santana made in his career? what his war was uh, does it have an old baseball reference what his war is well Santana never played in war <laughs> Sorry. okay so how much money has Carlos Santana made in his career and yes it was big big uh, contract in Cleveland I'm gonna say 74 million 114 million nine hundred and sixty eight thousand dollars Made a lot of money, Timmy. He's done well for himself. Yeah, he's had an offensive war of 35.4. It's a pretty good baseball player. Yeah, he has played. You know, hey, the batting average has always been a little shaky, but he, for years and years and years, he got on base. Yeah. That's and, true. That's true. Yeah. In a couple of years, we hit some hit some home mm-hmm. runs. So, Timmy, I, I, I loved your first base yeah. rankings. I felt we had a lot of fun going through it. Tim and I don't always agree on stuff, which makes it a lot more fun sometimes. Yeah. I disagree right. just to disagree because it's boring if we agree on everything. Um, but if people want to know my opinion. I know me, you have I know you have an Esau Paredes jersey at home. I know you do. You're I, I, just he, playing possum on me. I love Esau Paredes. <laughs> he, he won me some leagues last year, Tammy. I love Esau Paredes. But yeah. I just yep. – I, 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 I'm not sure that 31 home run pop is real. And Cody Bellinger to me is a sucker pick. I, I do not like that pick there. And I love, I love the Spencer Torkelson Casses, Yandy Diaz, Spencer Steer. I love that area 
and going. That's 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 where I like playing. Well, there's, there's a lot of opportunities in there. There's a lot of upside, and the game's getting younger. And some of these younger players, I believe, are poised to take the next step. And that's that's exciting for the game. It really is. Uh, I no like matter how space. how good Freddie Freeman is, I just I I'm struggling, Tim. I get Shohei Otani and Mookie Betts, and I mm. mean it could be ridiculous. Man, it's it's a real struggle for me to take him in the first round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you start looking at your options after about pick seven or eight, and it's interesting. It really is. And at some point in time, we'll have to review that, maybe even have a mock draft. But, you know, the, the picks from eight to 15 are really, really, really interesting. They are. And, again, team construction comes into play. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. So yeah, I, I've looked at the first round several times and uh, I mean, I, I don't know. There's some really good baseball players who are going after, (laughs) including Juan Soto, who are going after, um, uh, Freddie Freeman, Timmy, that I just, I love the setup for Juan Soto this year. Well, hey, it's hard not to. Uh, you ask me right now who I'm going to pick after just finishing that draft and looking at my outfield. Ask me who I'm picking, Freddie Freeman or Juan Soto. Uh, it's yeah, Juan it's, Soto. it's Juan yeah, Soto. It's Juan, I mean, it's, it's Juan it, Soto. Yeah, yeah it's, it's done. A, I mean, yeah, the data loves that guy still, and I just, yeah. I just think the intangibles there, mm-hmm. playing for the Yankees and yeah. in a walk year. I mean, and knowing that that. Um, that oh um, Scott Boris is out there saying you know status quo on AAV the numbers are really in seven hundred million dollars that's not a whole lot of money the the AAV is still there so he's already targeting Juan Soto busting through that so there it's the talk has started it's all going to be set up it's all about Juan Soto performing and I'm putting my money where Juan Soto is I think he's a good well, player well he's twenty five years old okay. And if you look at the numbers he produced last year, okay, on a team that was troubled for most of the season, he had 35 home runs, career high, drove in 109 runs, one behind his career high of 110, okay? He scored 97 on a team that didn't provide much support. He tied his high in stolen bases with 12. He walked 132 times. Yeah. That's a full full career for some players. Okay, <laughs> right, Str- yeah. struck out 129. His OBP is 410. You can argue very easily that the best year of Juan Soto's career was 2023, and he's moving to the Yankees, a short porch, and he's 25 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah, gimme, gimme. gimme. Yeah. See, it's a it's a wrap, my friend. I got to go potty. Got to take the dogs out. So we yeah. both got we all three of us got to go potty. So <laughs> thanks for hanging in with me long. Enjoy your cheap pizza. Yeah, well, hey, anytime it's Canadian at par, this lecherous old souls in Lake Flynn. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Have me... yourself a good one and we'll talk to you later in the week.